0: Welcome to Nice to Meet You Again. I'm Emily Chizik and this is the first episode of my podcast where I interview people that I've already met or I already know and we go a little deeper and I try to get to know them a little better and hopefully those of you who are listening get to learn a little bit more about different perspectives. So today, on our first episode, I have one of my best friends in the whole world. Um, Her name is Carolyn Mojica. Say hi. Hello. So we're doing this on the floor of my bedroom, (laughs) and um, it's a pretty good setup, I have to say. The mic. It'll do, I think, for the first episode. It's pretty good. I think considering that my mic is on my high school yearbook, we're doing well. I think this is good. I think we're thriving. Do you want to tell them how we met? Do you want to tell them how we know each other? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to? Yeah, sure. So Emily and I met uh, when we
1: were 14, I think. I was 13, maybe. Um, Are you younger than me? Yes.
0: Okay, I forgot. See,
1: oh, I I know everything about you.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm not really younger than most people. I'm not really ever, I'm sorry, I'm not really ever older than most people. Like, I am always the baby because I'm born in August, end of August. So. I well, never really get to same
1: situation for me, but I'm born in November, so yeah, I'm I know definitely that. Definitely younger. November 2017.
0: twenty first. 17, okay, seventeenth. Okay, okay, okay. That's what I thought. I'm. I do know everything about you, obviously.
1: Anyways, so <laughs> Emily and I met when we were about thirteen or fourteen. I don't remember, um, and we played volleyball together. Uh, We ended up on the same team, and we played volleyball at a club that was pretty far away for both of us. I'd say, yeah, 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 like kind of in a different county. Yeah, Um, like thirty
0: minutes ish.
1: Yeah, so it's big commitment for you know a club sport,
0: especially since both of Carolyn's parents are doctors, and so like trying to figure out how to balance taking their daughter to practice while they have work and patients and stuff. Just yeah. So, um, my mom worked out a system with Emily's mom
1: and uh by surprise they just told me that I had to
0: <laughs> I got spend, to spend had the privilege of
1: spend almost every waking moment with this person so <laughs> much um, to your detriment yeah so I got to know Emily and her family very well they've taken me in
0: I've, ta- I've taken it's like me- you were a <laughs> like you didn't have a family of your own i have taken
1: care of me um yeah and they they've They've become my family, too, so I've known them for a very long time, even after we stopped playing volleyball. Yeah. Um, I'm glad the friendship has continued.
0: Carolyn's, like, so. the only person from that volleyball team that I maintain constant contact with because we're essentially inseparable. Like, I can't live my life without her. I
1: wouldn't say so, but...
0: I mean, I think <laughs> I'm pretty much... I can't live my life without you, but, you know, maybe the feelings <laughs> <unusual>. <laughs> Maybe we're not... Maybe you're not on the same page there. However, um, I'm always interested in knowing more about the people in my life that I love. So I think that, you know, Carolyn's always been a great friend to me, but there's just some things that you never really talk about with people. I mean, you could bare your soul, but you never really, you know. I don't think I know your favorite color. I think pink?
1: It changes all it the changes time. It changes, okay. Pink, pink is up there.
0: Pink is a good one. Remember when you were little and, like, pink was, like, you didn't like to like the color pink because everybody yeah. liked the color pink.
1: I remember when I was little, I liked the color green
0: because I thought it was being different. You're quirky. Yeah. She's fun. She's quirky. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. Okay. Um, so I have a bowl here with a bunch of questions. Bowl ASMR. Um, and so it helps me because I don't have to choose the questions. And um, I'm going to ask them to Carolyn. So are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> Here is your, our first question. Do you want to pick it?
1: No. I've okay.
0: <laughs> oh, this is one of my favorite questions. Okay. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? And I'm going to like imply the original so like hard. alive or dead. Like I, I'm going to apply the original. Uh, can we do a different question? No. <laughs> <the
1: place>? No. <laughs> okay. Um, that is
0: such a hard question. I really, I really don't know. Anybody alive, dead, ancient, present, past? I guess ancient is past.
1: I really don't know. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank here. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I want to say some like intellectual answer, you know, <laughs> and, you know, wow the crowd. But really, I feel like it would just be someone simple, like Harry Styles.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I don't have... I know a lot of people say, like, Rosa Parks. Yeah, exactly. I don't... I... But do you think that Rosa Parks was really that interesting beyond just saying no? Because I do that all the time. Not to discredit Rosa, but... I mean, saying no <laughs> is like a you, hobby. Rosa. <laughs> Rosa, we love you. But saying no is, like, second nature to yeah, me.
1: Yeah, but no, really. No respect. I mean...
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have no respect for Rosa Parks
1: on this podcast. I'm told... I misspoke. Uh, no disrespect to...
0: Rosa or <laughs> any, <laughs> any of those people. That does anybody come to mind like automatically? There's no right honestly. Answer. It was Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: and I hate that that happened. How but... do you think
0: that dinner with Harry Styles would go? Like, walk me through it. Walk me through the scenario of you having dinner with <laughs> Harry Styles. Hate, I hate that I am choosing Harry Styles. No, but I, of... I, I think I, I think I might only because I think that's the only time I can get him in a room with me where he kind of has to be there. Um, You know, actually, I think it would be really interesting to talk to him because
1: not only because, you know, I'm such a huge fan, but I think it would be interesting to pick his brain a little bit about you know, what what techniques he uses while he makes his music or yeah. what, what kind of style he looks for when, you know, when creating. Because I think it's really interesting for any artist to share that and their perspective. And, and not
0: to mention he's gorgeous. So that would be a really great dinner date. You know, and I could... It's uh, just a
1: bonus. Yeah, very true. Um, it'd be fun if we could, you know, work out some deal during the dinner that we could, you know, make a song together or something like that. I thought you going to say be... make a
0: baby because that would be kind of a good thing is this a g-rated podcast or i think we am gonna make it explicit wow um, okay i think i'm gonna make it explicit because you can't censor my thoughts <laughs> um but i think it's so funny because when you think about it like if we were to ask our moms or if we were to i mean we're what 19 and 20 ish if we asked our moms they'd probably say like bon jovi or like i don't know anybody with an iq above like 10 would probably say like albert einstein or like and frank but we're like harry
1: styles <laughs> yeah
0: really though if i had
1: more time i think my answer would be a little bit different but i really he was the first one that came but that's to my what mind. this is all
0: about it's about getting to know you as you are and you know what if you don't love me as i am you can watch me as i go that's how i feel okay. about it <laughs> so okay harry styles where would you eat dinner what would you have for dinner um you know
1: I think it's just what I'm really craving right now, but I think I would really uh, want sushi.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think he would like that. Yeah. I think that I would probably take him to Italian, and I don't know why. I just think Italian is like a romance food, but I think that... I think your um, primary motive for having dinner with him is different from mine. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) You want to like pick his brain, and I want to like have his children. Yeah. So, I mean, you know what? We're on different ends of the spectrum, but come one, come all. We love Harry. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's a pretty good answer. Um, I hope this podcast gets to him. Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, 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 if anybody listening, um, it's a long shot, but Harry, let's get some Olive Garden, (laughs) or some sushi, I guess, depending on which one of us you want to go with. Okay, you want to pick the next question? Sure. Um, okay, you pick. Oh, ASMR. (laughs) Okay, I'll ask it. Don't look at it. Okay. (laughs) oh my god wait this one is like a drastic shift but are you ready okay okay get serious everybody on this podcast needs to get serious for a second no funny business no funny stuff
1: you can hear me when i'm smiling (laughs) while
0: i talk you can totally tell are you ready yes this is actually kind of important whatever if you knew that in one year you would die suddenly would you change anything about the way you are living now why Yes, I totally would. That is such an easy answer for me because you know I feel like <laughs> how different. I mean, mine would be I would just eat more Italian with Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> it would be different in the
1: sense of my mindset. My mindset would definitely shift. Um, I could because I think I'm, especially at this moment in this time of my life. I think that I'm in a period of. Um, kind of anxiety about, you know, just what the future holds and, you know, how things are going to play out and everything and I think if I knew if that I only had a certain and I guess this goes to like you should live every day like this, but yeah. if I knew the specific time of which I had it, like left on this earth, I think I would definitely be a little bit more carefree and not take things so seriously. Isn't that like
0: a movie like where you have like a timer on your life? Or is that a Black Mirror episode?
1: It it is a movie. It is a movie. Is it? It's okay. called. It's it's with Justin Timberlake, right? No. Oh well, there is a movie where they have a timer on their forearm, right here, or their inner. Is that true? Yeah. I, okay. You maybe I thought it, it was like
0: a fever dream or something. No, no. But... no
1: <laughs> I had, mean, and I think they have that <laughs> time, and you, know, they, like, to, like, <laughs> and you know, they like recharge themselves by
0: going to like banks and paying. Oh for more oh time for oh their oh life. oh yeah yeah. I actually do know what you're talking yes. about, but it's a good movie. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure it's a great movie. But um, yeah, I think that's an interesting point because you're at a weird place in your life right now where yes. just to like give you guys listening some background, Carolyn um, is applying to transfer from a community college to um, a random college, whichever one she, I guess not random, she applied meticulously, but like whichever one she ends up choosing. So she's kind of in this weird limbo where she doesn't know where she's going to be in a year. So, I mean, imagine if you were six feet under in a year. I mean again like you said anything can happen and I think that that's the craziest part and I think that a lot of people can take a step back and understand the mindset of like I'm gonna live every day to its fullest and I'm gonna be I'm gonna soak up every moment I have but that gets so hard when you have to go to school and you have to like work a desk job Mm -hmm. and like you have to like live life yeah and I also don't think I I don't know like kind of just like play devil's advocate I don't think that life would be okay if people just lived every single day like tomorrow was their last. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I could see myself like jumping out of a plane. Like, I don't know. I just like, nothing would ever get done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I guess I'm thinking of it from a more pragmatic standpoint. But like, the ultimate takeaway for me at least is to find joy in every day. Because you have to do life. Like, everybody has to do life and like, quote unquote, adult. So like, if you find, you know, if you go and like, have a bad day at work, but then you like, eat some tacos. It's like, make it so that, if today was your last day, it would be a satisfying end. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the way that I see it. I think that what should change
1: is what you take away from what happens in your life. Maybe not yeah. necessarily what you do is different or how, you know, you go bungee jumping one day and skydiving the next, you know, and then you've I mean, lived your be, full life. That'd but be exhausting. But I think it's, you can go through everyday life, you know, living it ha- as you do, but it's what you take away and how you deal with things going forward um that should change if
0: you were to you know make this shift i like the i like the quote it's like tomorrow is promised for no one and so it's like you know you have to just find something every day there's something that you got to find what's that cheesy quote it's like not every day can be a good one but you got to find the good in every day or something like that i don't know we're getting really cheesy sounds about right we're getting really cheesy let's uh pick another question but yeah live life to the fullest because oh there's that asmr again Okay, but you can't look at it first. Oh, God, I hope this is another depressing one. Oh, I like this one because people don't really know you um, and your family. So oh, okay. this one is a little more personal to Carolyn. I don't know if you guys will be able to take away our divine wisdom from this one, <laughs> but this one's just like a little get-to-know-you question. So Carolyn, how close and warm is your family, and do you feel like your childhood was happier than most other people's? wow let's talk about your childhood (laughs) that's a this is psych 101 this is Freud
1: (laughs) let's talk about your childhood yeah this is definitely psychodynamic (laughs) uh, psychology right here um I think my family is definitely very warm and I do know my family I'm not gonna say like my family is like the closest family you know um but we do we do support each other to a level that I don't see very many... I've definitely seen other families that, you know, maybe
0: don't have as close of a bond as mine does, so... In what way does your family support each other? Do you want to tell us a little bit about your family, your...
1: Um, And, like, just
0: how you see them supporting each other, because... Family
1: family means a lot, you know, and um, I think one story to call back to, just to get more specific with it, was... Not to get too, you know, sad or anything, but my... It was New Year's Day this year... Um, And my uncle had had, I guess, a stroke, called our family and said, you know, like, can somebody take me to the hospital, please? You know, whatever. Um, And my family really just dropped everything and spent the entire day and the next, you know, two to three weeks um, making sure that everything was set, prepared for him um that everything was straightforward make it as easy and as convenient as possible for him so that he could concentrate on you know um getting better and you know uh, building back up his life from what this you know to it's, it's a it's a hard thing for someone to go through so i think um especially seeing my dad and how he was the leader in how my family was there for my uncle uh it was very it was just such a, like a, t- almost like a tangible moment for me to yeah. see, like, how supportive my family is of one
0: another. Like, in the grand scheme of things, like, your family is meant to be, like, your team. Yeah. Like, you're always on each other's team, even if, you know, you might not agree with exactly what your team is doing, but, you know. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, that's a really great example of how close your family really is. And, you know, not every family is perfect, obviously. Yeah. Like, people fight, people get into... Arguments and have disagreements because everybody's their own person. But at the end of the day, when tragedy strikes or when someone falls ill, or it's kind of like a marriage, you know, like till death do us part and in sickness and in health, like you kind of just have to. And I guess, you know, all families are formed. Well, not all families. I'm not discriminating, but, you know, families are typically formed through like a marriage. And so I think it's like you, you make, you have to make this promise to each other like every day. And, you know, having known you for so long, like, I see your family rally around you, like, Mm -hmm. and even sometimes when you feel kind of down or lost, like, no matter what, and I feel the same way about my family and my mom, like, no matter what happens in the day, and this kind of ties back to, like, living every day as you should, like, I feel like at the end of every single day, I find myself constantly, you know, coming back and having a team meeting and saying, hey, today kind of sucked, but at the end of the day I have you and that's such a blessing like Mm -hmm. I feel like we're so lucky to have you know that warmth in our family like you know there's something special and I I think it even for you goes back to like a cultural thing like being Mm -hmm. Filipino like how would you say that that makes you know how would you say that that has shaped like your childhood and like the warmth of your family um being Filipino
1: or just any type of Asian really um there's a high, you know, priority and respect placed among the elders. So, growing up, um, I've always been very close to my grandparents. Um, so much so to the point where we I've lived with them for almost all of my life. So, um in that in that sense, the cultural aspect is definitely plays a big role in how close my family is, how supportive we are of each other just because we're constantly taught and constantly this idea is embedded into ourselves that we need to be there for our elders because um, we expect that when we get older and not that's not the only we don't do things because we expect it in return we you know we do it out of love and support and everything but definitely the cultural um ideal is that we take care of each other um because we're like a we're like a clan you know yeah
0: and do you feel like because of that Kind of like familial like closeness, do you feel like that shaped your childhood to be something that was like or happier, I guess, because you know you guys were all so close? do you feel like that like aided in the warmth of your household, or do you feel like maybe that actually like took away because there were such strict ideals that you guys were following like how do you feel that that like shaped you know where you are today
1: i I could never say that I had a bad childhood. I was very blessed with um the childhood that I had and you know, the parents that support me and my siblings and all that stuff. Um, so I think, yeah, that the cultural ideals definitely um, have played a big role in how my relationship with, you know, my family is today. Um, I'm extremely close to my my mom and my dad and extremely close to my siblings um, that I rely on them the most, you know, out of anyone in this world, you know. So I think because we're almost. I don't. I don't want to say forced in a negative way, but almost forced to be, you know, so close and so together and such a tight knit group from from the start, from the very beginning. I don't think it played any negative role in how in shaping how we are today. I think it definitely just made us stronger
0: as a family and. Um, yeah, and our bond is just... Do you think that that could happen in, like, other Filipino households or, like, because of that idea that, like, you're all crammed together in a room and, like, a house, I guess, not just a room, but, you know. I
1: I mean, I think it could, but I think just because there's... Because I feel like what you're looking at it, you're looking at it from a very different perspective. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, That I feel like is very... I think my family has a very good balance just because we are. We do, you know, keep and, you know, um, respect Filipino cultural ideas and ideals. Um, but we're also very Americanized. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think Asian cultures are known to be collectivist cultures and uh, Western cultures are not very, but they're more individualistic Type of cultures. So, if you're looking at it from an individualist standpoint, of course, you might think, "Oh, just because you spend so much time together, you you might get sick of each other." But coming from an from a collectivist kind of mindset, that's kind of all you know, you know. And Mm -hmm. if you're not exposed to that individual individualistic, you know, type of thinking. You have this like um, her mentality. Yeah, uh, spending so much time together is not something that you see is wrong. It's right. You know, it's you don't really or like know, overbearing. Yeah, you yeah. don't you don't know any different. So right. Um, I think it's just a matter of like what you know, what you're used to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm, I think to me sometimes it does become a little overbearing just because I grew up very in a very westernized culture. Right. Um, mm-hmm. while being exposed to also an uh, a collectivist culture, so. It's it's a, it's something that I've balanced, but it's definitely not been a problem for me. It's not like a struggle or anything. It's But it's definitely something that I've noticed um, growing up and how I am in different settings and different, you know, with different types of people.
0: Right, and I think like knowing you and then like learning more about the way you grew up and the way you were raised, like I think that's obviously extremely telling of who someone is today. But I mean, I know you and I know that you're very like team oriented and you're very you're very caring in that way and so I think that it, it's interesting for me to learn more about Filipino culture like because you exemplify those ideals really strongly even today and who you are like regardless of how uh, quote-unquote Americanized you are um all right well that about wraps it up for us I think that this is a good place to stop episode one maybe we'll have to have carolyn back for a part two because i love asking her all these questions i love learning more about like i said the people i love so i want to thank carolyn for being here and working with me on podcast number one it definitely was not easy to get down but hopefully it'll only be better and better to listen to for people who are listening all five of you so (laughs) Anyways, th- Carolyn, thank you for being here and thank sitting you down for with having me. having me. Oh, of course. I wouldn't <laughs> want anybody else as my first guest. I appreciate it. So, You're welcome. Anyways, I'm Emily Chiswick. This has been episode one of Nice to Meet You Again with Carolyn Mojica And I will talk to you next time. Bye.